How we did it. This is a podcast provided by eAssist for the top practice winners. Today's great doctors will answer questions like, what is your community involvement? What makes your team so special? So eAssist Nation, let's get excited to help us discover what makes these doctors stand apart. Welcome to How We Did It. Hello, Dr. Sadik. How are you today? Doing good. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Uh, This is the holiday season, by the way, and I really appreciate you coming out. Uh, It really shows uh, that you really just care about many other things and not just uh, working all the time and and everything that you train for. But I want to just really highlight that that, uh, we have Dr. Nathan uh, Sadek from Gilbert, Arizona. And just the most important thing that, that stuck out in, in, in your intro to me uh, here in the podcast is that you served our country as a, as a, as a medic, as a medical professional, um, where you, uh, you know, used probably some of the skills you have now and vice versa of the, you know, the, the ability you have to help because of that experience. But anyway, you served our country in the U.S. Navy. Right. Doc, I, I want to hear all about it. That, that is the, the one thing that, that just stuck out. And I wanted to, to, to kick off with that. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you did and how you became a dentist. Um, it's a long story. <laughs> uh, um, uh, how bad, how far back do you want me to go? How it Oh, it? oh, you know, this is, by the way, this is your show. You know, the, I know this is a, an ESS podcast and, okay. and we might talk a little bit about ESS, but here's what I want to outline. And, and, in the interview, this is about you. So anything that you want the public to know your peers, um, you're going to be a mentor to a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So as far as back. Well- well, we'll start with this. Uh, I actually was a high school dropout. So I dropped out my junior year of high school um, and then met my high school sweetheart, went back to school, got married, and then graduated high school. So we eloped our senior year of high school uh, like 30 years ago. Um, and then I had to start working. And so I was working all kinds of crazy jobs. And I started going to school. Like, to be honest, I actually uh, spent one night in jail as a kid. And that changed my life. And I went from the jail up to the community college and spent my last time registering for classes and started going to school studying journalism. And uh, we then had a kid soon after that. And I was working. I I worked every morning from like 4 a.m. to about 8 at the mall. And then I'd go to school and I wrote for the school newspaper. And then at night I'd work at a Mexican restaurant until like 2 a.m. And we were doing that all the time while going to school. And then I, we got pregnant with the second kid. <laughs> and during my lowest moment where I was wondering how the heck I was going to pay for everything, and what I was going to do, um, a Navy recruiter was there. <laughs> they always find you at the lowest moment. And uh, gave me the card and, you know, told me about the Navy. And it seemed like the answer to everything. So I signed up. Um, Went off to boot camp, went off to uh, Marine training at Camp Lejeune for Battlefield Medic, the 8404, uh, for those of you familiar with the, the Navy. And then went up and started working as a Navy corpsman 
um, in Bremerton, Washington. And because the Navy was downsizing at that time, I got stuck there my entire career. Um, but I worked in the intensive care units. I became the manager of the intensive care unit and uh, became an EMT, wanted to become a firefighter. A lot of stuff that I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew it involved uh, medicine, um, but I had three, I think it was a three kids at that time. Might've been three kids at that time. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, we're trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my career. And with the Navy being enlisted and not being able to go onto a ship because they kept, they kept running out of money and involuntarily extending me. That, that was, they were, they were trying to downsize the Navy. So um, I ended up getting out and going back to school and I was kind of thinking about medicine, but I remember the look on the intern's face at two o'clock in the morning when they come in and they were exhausted. And I thought, I'm not sure I want to do that. Um, I started to look into uh, crop physiology. That's why I went to Utah State is they have a hydroponic crop physiology laboratory. So I started studying plant physiology, crop physiology with kind of a foot in chemistry and medicine. And dentistry kind of got thrown in there because my father was an orthodontist and I kind of knew about dentistry. And dentistry seemed really cool because I didn't have to be an intern and live that life of an intern. Right. And I could own my own business. So I kind of had a foot in dentistry and I, I really had a lot of irons in the fire. I was trying to figure because I didn't know which way it would go. Um, and I was actually also looking at a viticulture at UC Davis because making mm -hmm. wine sounded really cool. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it kind of had, you know, you, I think everybody goes through this. You have, a, especially if you have kids and you're going to school, you have a lot of irons in the fire. So if something doesn't go, you, you can, something else will come through. Well, let me tell you why. Uh, first off, I, I think the last line that you just said there is very, uh, very true because we have a son with, you know, autism. And he's, he's high functioning um, and he's, you know, he's well on his way actually to, uh, to go to college, um, which at an early point, we didn't think that would be possible. Um, and that's a blessing. But also a lot of things that you said there just uh, resonate because uh, you talked about uh, high school experience, uh, getting in a little bit of trouble getting Just out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting out, uh, getting out that, that, that plays a big role in, in, in dentistry, um, getting in and getting out of trouble. <laughs> and I'll explain why. And then your leadership, you know, to, to turn it around, uh, you know, basically on your own, obviously you had a mentor, uh, with your dad and everything. Uh, but those two nuggets is, is something really valuable for us here on the show. Um, because, you can also tell someone out there who's, who's, you know, lacks a little bit of direction that there is a light, right? Yeah. And obviously you were very bright. Um, and, and, you know, and just, a, and, and the other thing about dentistry uh, that I'm truly amazed is that you guys really know what you want, you know, and that's why you get into dentistry because you work with microns, uh, you know, um, all day long. I mean, I work in the eye care industry and, and we work with millimeters. <laughs> you know, you guys go even deeper than that. And then back to knowing what you want, a, a little story about my wife, um, obviously also very intelligent, but she chose dentistry. She saw me uh, studying, we were both in college. I wanted to be in the eye care industry. 
that has a lot of mathematics. She hates mathematics. She does it just because she had to, uh, yeah. but she said, I'm going then, into the dentistry. Then count to 32 and then we start lettering everything. Right. You start picking apart. And that is the true thing, getting back into dentistry uh, about why you guys are amazing. You know what you want. And when you want a case um, to come out perfect, uh, you know what you have to do to get there. You know, that, that was one of the points you, you made on uh, with your career. And the other thing is getting in and getting out of trouble because when you, you know, open up a tooth and you find out that it's not what you expected, you know, you're all of a sudden in trouble and then you have to get out of that trouble by making the patient feel better. Right. So can you talk a little bit about my reflection on, on your story in dentistry? Um, the, the perfection thing is, is especially in dentistry and how we de deal in microns. I was talking to my, I talked to my team about this because I am a perfectionist and a lot of us dentists are perfectionists and we annoy the crap out of the people around us because of it. But none of us are willing to give up that perfection because it's about the, the needs of the patient, the interests of the patient. Um, I've learned to find that balance of not lowering my standards, having that perfection, but not, uh, um, not making it too stressful it, it, for the patient or for me. Um, one of the ways I, I was thinking about this, one of the things I always say when I get really stressed about perfection and everything, um, I'll joke around and use that line from the Lego movie where the villain said, yes, it's really simple. All I want is everything to be perfect all the time. <laughs> um, in dentistry, we have that really high, high bar for perfection. Um, and you want to achieve it but you also need to pay attention to what the patient wants and what the patient will accept. So more than anything, I think uh, rather than perfection, focus on honesty yes. and what is what you can do, you know, and then uh, what the patient needs and letting them know what the repercussions of the choices are going to be. And then uh, doing it to the best of your ability, even yeah. if it's not you doing it, even if you have to refer it out, it's, you know, being honest and doing it to the best of your ability. That helps to lower that bar of, we think everything, Everything has to be perfect. The outcome has to be perfect because that's not always. Sometimes you're you're left with a, you're presented with a situation that there is no perfect answer to. So you have to find out what the patient wants, give them the the choices for it, what'll work, and and do your best. That's that's beautiful that there. Sense. And you know, let, we're going to go weave in and out of dentistry. We're going to go back into your personal life, um, what you do for fun. Um, first off, I'd like to, to, to start with the podcast. For example, you mentioned that you might've been interested in, in starting a podcast yeah. someday. Um, and for the audience out there, that's just listening to us for the first time. And, and by the way, this podcast is, you know, everybody runs into everything online. And so the content that we, that we, that we put into the, this ESS podcast is that if a patient was to listen, they're going to fall in love with you. You know, if it's another provider, um, seriously, that that is struggling, they might take some notes to take back to their practice. So unlike some other podcasts that are very specific to the trade, this one really is for everyone. And um, and that's what the show is going to be like the rest of the way. But what do you do uh, when you listen to podcasts? What is your favorite way to access? Because, you you, you know, the reason I love doing that is. This is because I can take the podcast in the car. I yeah. can, you know, when I'm walking out with my wife and the dog, 
Um, what is your best and favorite way to listen to a podcast? Uh, driving to and from Vegas, but we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, Correct. Yeah. So like you can, you can, I, I like Joe Rogan. He's fun to listen to. Yes. That will get you halfway to Vegas sometimes. Um, the other one uh, that I really like is hardcore history with Dan Carlin. Oh, that's great. great. Oh, fantastic. And that will be to Vegas and back. Um, there's some dental specific ones. Um, dental a team is a yeah. fun one to listen to. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? There's a whole slew of little dental ones. Some of them are just 10 mm -hmm. minutes long. I, I like to get up in the morning. I get up really, really early and put on a podcast and walk around the neighborhood and That's, listen to some of the dental ones. Just get a little uh, pills. A secret about me that nobody knows is that I, I go in the shower and I've got a speaker and I listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower because it's usually the, the length of a podcast, which is yeah. usually 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I also have my pen here because you're going to be so much fun to listen to. And I also want to take a lot of notes. I got my notepad right here, uh, <laughs> my pen ready to go. But tell me a little bit about, I went to your Facebook page and everybody listening, ESS Nation listening, please visit the Facebook page, like his pa Facebook page. We always like have, you know, like the, the pages when they have a lot of likes, right? But also get to know Dr. Sadik and, you know, I'm watching your instruments in the background and it spoke to me when I was, uh, you know, getting to know you on online. What, what are some of your music desires? Tell us a little bit about that because I love music myself and classic rock. Yep. I like all kinds of music. Um, I'm a deadhead. I like the Grateful Dead. There's pictures of Jerry Garcia up around the office here. And, uh, um, but I like all kinds of music. I play acoustic guitar mainly i have a lot of electric guitars acoustic guitars i have banjos these are my two antique tenor banjos in my office and i love your new look you oh, had a different you. haircut yeah. on the. this is the covid i always had long hair after i got out of the navy and then i cut it short and we took all the photos and then covid happened and i have to wear a head schmuck thing so i'm like i'm just gonna let it go this year so i kind of just let it grow long again in hockey we call it the flow <laughs> you know let's go back to ho hockey a second because when we were talking about the comeback that you made, uh, right? Um, That's one of the other things that I thought as a, as a high school um, person that you learned is that, you know, you had some issues. And then now when you coach your kids, right? You can really pick out the ones that may get in, in trouble and, and save some of them that whether they do or don't, you're there really as a protector, as a, as a leader. How does that affect some of the, the things that happened to you and, and how you impact the kids of uh, you know, high school now and your hockey uh, students and, and, um, and players? Yeah, I, I didn't have sports when I was younger. I didn't really didn't play. I started playing hockey as an adult and I started, but I've always coached uh, my kids from a really young age and basketball, soccer, um, and then I started coaching hockey when I got here, when I started playing hockey, I've always been a hockey fan and I coached the high school team out here. Um, and I've coached you know, all the little rec teams and everything. And it's, it's, I mean, I, I think a lot, some of the kids that are getting in trouble, number one, having a sport, I believe, so even if you're not good at it, you don't have to be good at it. Having a sport, having that camaraderie is super important. And that's something I didn't have. 
And I, right. and so I, I'm, I, I love watching these kids come together as a team and be able to, you know, have success, have failure, learning how to deal with failure. Uh, it's, it's one of the most important things I think you learn with sports. You learn how to, how to have something not go your way and still get up and, and keep working at something. You learn the value of training and, and, and uh, getting a routine and having systems and, and trusting people. Um, and I, I mean, what do I try to do for the kids that are on the fence or something? Right. I don't know what you can do. I don't know if anything, I don't know if anybody could have said anything to me at that when I was younger to make a difference, but I'm glad there's some people that at least were there and said something it's, it's it, it, at least if you're there with them. That is know? great. Yeah. And be with them and, and be supportive and not ju- non-judgmental. Yeah. Thank no, you for no, that. Because I, I, I love children. Uh, I love being around my kids and um, you know, something uh, that you didn't know about me uh, when I came here from Cuba uh, my wife came as a, as a baby, but um, when I came from Cuba um, English was not my first language. Most of what I do now is public speaking uh, yeah. and people tell me that you can hardly detect, you know, that English is my second language, but I could have gone two ways. I didn't have a lot of mentors. You know, we lived in the city, um, you know, uh, as, as poor, um, you know, with poor parents and, and found a way just like, kind of like similar to you. And, and then when I do things nowadays, you know, I, I see it from a different perspective. And I think that that may have happened, but getting now into the meat of the show, um, he assists picks the doctors because, you obviously help dentistry first, and then you find e-assist, but then you find e-assist to help your patients. And I'll tell people why. And that is because back to perfection, you know, you, you, you have an office person uh, that's doing dental billing. Uh, you're getting busier. Um, your, your practice is getting more successful. What happens? You, you suck more bandwidth out of your staff. It doesn't mean that your staff doesn't have the capability to do it. But when you go out and, and find an e-assist out there, um, what you're actually doing is helping your staff so that the billing gets done right, back to perfection. You want everything done perfectly. And back to leadership is you, you, you can tell when your team needs help, when the people around you need help. And then I read a little quote that, that's very important to you. It's the why. Talk about the why you do it and when you do these things and, and how it impacts your leadership with some of the things I just mentioned. Well, um, that comes from Simon Sinek most recently, but it's, a, it's been around for a long time. If you ever do any kind of consulting or uh, any leadership training, you're always going to write a vision statement, vision, mission, guiding principles. Um, Simon does a great job of explaining. I've heard him speak a couple of times to the, uh, I think of the AACD. He also spoke with uh, CDOCs and at Serona World. And um, TED Talks, I've heard him on TED. TED. Talks, yeah, yeah. I've known from there. The, the dentistry, a lot of dental meetings have brought him in and he's, he's, he's awesome how he's able to break stuff down. And he really starts, he always said, everything starts with your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, defining your vision. Um, then you go into the how, which are the systems in which you do it. And then the what is what you're actually doing. Um, so anybody who hasn't looked into that, look into that. But if you haven't defined why you're doing something, um, if you have no vision that you can share with your team on what you're doing, and even with your patients, then you're going to struggle. Anytime things get hard, we look back to our vision, who we, who we want to be, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. 
um, with e-assist, anybody who wants to know the story that for the pro pro professionals out there, the dentists, go to Dentaltown. <laughs> I'm, I'm very open. I'm an open book. Um, also on Spear, Spear Talks, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to talk about what my journey's been through dentistry. Um, I don't like to sugarcoat stuff. I like to be honest because I think uh, um, rather than pumping your chest out and pretending like everything's perfect, if we're honest with each other, then we can communicate and come up with ideas. None of these ideas are mine. They're all, they're all taken. They're all shared. Um, they're, I'm just the, I'm just the current manifestation of everybody else's ideas. Right. Um, but getting back to e-assist, it's very hard to spend time talking to insurance companies and figuring out that everything that they, they need and do. You sit on hold for an amazing amount of time. We had some billing issues here in the office with insurance. So I decided to learn how to do it. So um, I actually signed up for a thing called Front Office Rocks and I became the front office person along with my daughter who was my assistant. And we learned everything about how to operate the front office. And the thing that became most apparent to me and me doing that is there is not enough time in the day to spend time on hold with insurance companies, verify insurance, follow up on claims, resubmit, do all the things you have to do and answer the phone and talk to patients about treatment. You, you, you very quickly run out of time um, or you have to hire another employee dedicated to do that. And that employee may have a great day or a bad day sometimes. Plus, sometimes you have to train that employee. And if you yourself don't know everything about it, how do you train them? And then you have to have some kind of quality insurance on that employee. So then you're again, you're taking a lot of your time to do that. Some people can do it and I'm all for it. What we looked at is if we use e-assist, we have a team of people out there that this is all they do. Um, we have, we use Microsoft Teams and email. So it's like they're right in the office. We talk to them, we chat with them all the time over this stuff. Um, they take care of all the insurance billing. They only get paid if we get paid. That, that was the other thing about it is you take a portion and that ends up being less than what it would cost me to hire a full-time person in the office to do it. And now our time is spent, first off, verifying insurance, which is super important, um, getting everything into the system properly. If there's downgrading, making the tables for downgrading, and then um, spending time talking with patients about treatment. My daughter, who's now my office manager front desk, they were stuck to that computer all day long. Now she comes back and sits in on every new patient exam. She's the one that enters all the information in. We actually discuss everything with the patient right there. So when it comes to tr presenting the, the treatment and, and the insurance and everything, she knows everything that we talked about in that exam. And that, that is so helpful for me and for the patient and for getting estimates proper, um, getting paid quicker. Um, and our AR, has uh, the, the insurance aging came down and has stayed at a wonderfully consistent level and yeah. same with patient AR. Now, now we can focus on um, our financial things and, and helping patients get the treatment they need by getting them financing if they need it or prioritizing things. Um, that's my biggest point. I talk to doctors because a lot of people will say, don't, don't out, don't put it out to a third party. They don't care. Um, right. And, and you're not giving away the whole thing. You're not saying um, 
they do care because they, they don't get paid if we don't get paid, right? They, they, their interests are my interests. But the biggest thing is it frees up your team to actually connect with patients. We call on unscheduled treatment now. We call on unscheduled hygiene. We call and follow up with patients on any treatment needs they need. We spend more time on the phone with patients than insurance companies now. No, that's great. And, you know, um, I, I quickly went to your website and, and one of the uh, reviews that I was reading um, just took out to me. But to go back to uh, the point you were making first, if I didn't know anything about dentistry and I tried to choose a, a doctor for me, um, one of the things I want is a doctor who's got no other worries except what is wrong with me. And, you know, when you see dentists worrying about how, um, how everybody's doing things because they have no confidence in your staff and their staff, um, that should be a red flag right there because you're not really focused on it, which is another reason why ESS said, Hey, call Dr. Sedek, have a podcast because he does it right. You know, uh, they, they really know this about you. They, they look at your notes, they look at your x-rays, the quality of, of the work that the people do in your office. These are dental professionals seeing the other professional do it. Um, and so that comes from uh, you not worrying, like I said, about everything going on, but instead uh, letting the team grow with you, right? Everybody knows their part. So when you have to be a doctor, that's what you do. When someone has to be a hygienist, that's what they do. And when the front desk has to discuss treatment and not be distracted by something else, that's what they do. You instill that leadership into your staff. How do you do it? And it comes out so flawlessly that then it's going to reflect. Sorry. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. It's going to reflect that specific review. That's where I was going with. <laughs> okay, it's not flawless. Uh, it's it, but flaws, uh, failure is, is part of success. That's all there is to it. Um, we've worked really hard um, to get where we are today. It's just it's the, the whole team, me included. It's 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 hard work, um, and we had to seek the advice of other people. I think in dentistry we get stuck on this thing you want to do it all alone. Um, I I. My first consultant company that I was with a long time ago was Mercer Consultants. Um, fantastic. We've done um, a lot of little things with different consulting companies, but we finally did full consulting a few years ago with Productive Dentist Academy. And we put a lot of systems in place that were absolutely incredible. Um, we had systems that we kind of developed, but having a third party come in and really help us implement some wonderful systems in our practice. Um, it just gave us the confidence that we knew we were taking care of people in every way. You know what I mean? Now you don't have to worry about things falling through the cracks. How do we call and schedule treatment? Here's our system for it. How do we call and schedule hygiene? Here's our system. Um, how do we bring a patient through the practice? Here's our system for every way they come through it. So we can make sure we're doing things with intention every single time to make sure that our patient is taken care of and we're not missing anything. Well, speaking of patients, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, speaking of patients, this is, uh, this is what they said. No one really enjoys going to the dentist. We all know that, right? You probably have your reasons <laughs> yeah. why you agree. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I forget that I'm at the dentist. You know, that's what really stuck out. You know, when somebody goes out there and is that honest 
about not liking the dentist, but then saying, I'm here and I really forget. So you make your patients forget that they are at the dentist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, a long time ago, I heard an older doctor say, I only work on my friends. And what he meant by that is everyone that comes in here are our friends. We treat, and, and, and it's actually true. A lot of my friends come here and uh, a lot of my, the, you know, the parents and families of the hockey teams and soccer teams. And I live two minutes away from the office. So I see my patients in the grocery store. Um, I only work on my friends. So I, I, I want to treat everybody that way and relax kind of thing. It, it, dentistry is very stressful. It's a major event in people's lives. If someone needs a root canal, it is a major event in their life. Um, it's a Monday for me. You know, it's a Monday for us. It's just, it's, it's the appointment. But we need to make sure to recognize that this event in their life is a big thing and, and treat it like that. You know, be, nice, be, be kind, be gentle, uh, listen to them, let them know they're in control the entire time, really strive for, for things to be painless, explain everything. Um, and then we just, I mean, it, it, we, we kind of find this balance between uh, professional and playful. You know what I mean? Um, we, we, we like to joke around in the office. Mm -hmm. We like to, I mean, we, we know about our patients. We, we talk to them about their families. I talk about what I'm doing over the weekend. It's, it's uh, just the, the biggest thing we try to do. It's not even try to do. It just makes it more fun is to get a connection with people, you know, get a connection with them, find out what they want and let them know what we can do to help them. I love this interview. And, and speaking of patience, uh, Doc, um, you know, you also were impacted. You know, I asked you for your favorite quotes. You gave me some nuggets that I had not seen before. Uh, but you, you also, uh, you, you know, reflected on the Mayo Clinic and, and the fact that uh, it, it's all about how you believe patients should be treated. You know, I won't, won't quote it exactly. You probably know it better. Um, you know, medical professionals uh, can impact patients. And, and it's not just about medication. Uh, you know, my doctor got me to my healthiest point by making me feel good, by making me eat the right things, uh, where, whereas another doctor just wanted to get me on meds, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I actually have a story about that that just happened recently. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, I was talking to my daughter about this at breakfast the other day. We had a, a patient come in um, and we went to, went did our comprehensive exam, which includes, we do a lot of, we do photos, uh, x-rays, go through every system, airway, jaws, gums, teeth, smile, bite. Um, and then we sit up and I kind of give everybody, and this comes from Frank Spear, a tour of their mouth. We show them what's going on with pictures and everything. And I show them, I tell them what's going to happen if we do nothing what the treatment choices are and what my recommendations would be. And we talked through the whole thing. My, the exam takes a while, um, but it's very thorough and comprehensive. And that kind of goes towards the Mayo Clinic. And the, the thing that they say, I can't remember theirs exactly, but I hybridized it. And it, the best interest of the patient is the only interest to be considered. That's our motto. And we have, we have mottos and slogans here. We're just like mm -hmm. the Boy Scouts. Um, but uh, this patient we went through and I, and I showed him there was decay under some crowns. And there was, you know, some cavities that needed, needed to be filled, some stuff that you might need to look out for in the future, some bite problems, and potentially an airway issue. And at the end of the appointment, it seemed like it went really great. And at the end of the appointment, he asked, he says, can I have my records, please? 
And we were like, oh, yeah, sure, not a problem. Gave them all the records, but kind of felt a little defeated because like, oh, what did we do wrong? <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like he wants to go somewhere else. What he did is he went back to his old dentist and brought it, because he'd been going every six months and brought it in and said, hey, listen, look at this. What, what is this? Look what this guy found. And I feel bad for the old dentist, but they went through it and they said, yeah, yeah, this stuff's here and we knew it, but your insurance wasn't going to cover it. So we didn't tell you about it. And that, that, and so that's when he came back to us and said, yeah, I'm going to have you guys do everything because I trust you more. Um, so a lot of times because of insurance and everything, and because of the rules around that, we spend more time playing these rules. Medicine does it too. You spend more time playing these rules, trying to get paid, thinking that's what the patient wants, as opposed to just telling the patient what it is and let them make the decision. Correct. Right. So I ignore insurance. There's some that I'm uh, in network with. There's some that I'm out of network with, but I don't treat my patients any differently. That's why I've had to go out of network because some of them force me, if I'm going to make a profit, I'm a business, I need to make a profit to have to treat certain people different than others, right? Because of their rules or because of their reimbursement. So I, I, I treat every patient exactly the same. I don't know what insurance you're on or what the reimbursement is. That's a business decision made up here. The relationship between the patient and me is about your health, 100%. I love that. And, you know, and I worked for my wife uh, for 12 years, uh, great practice. And, and I have to say that I, I experienced uh, what you're talking about because this is why she was so loved in, in the town of Wake Forest. By the way, I'm here in Austin. You're in beautiful sunny, uh, sunny all the time, Arizona. I'm going to come, come visit, visit you one day. Um, but I'm watching your guitar in the background, you know, back to your personal life. And I'm, and I'm humming songs in the background, you know, uh, as you're talking, you know, like I was, I was thinking of a, a Pete Townsend of the who he's one of my favorite guitarists, you know, <laughs> on the acoustic guitarist, uh, some of his Tommy songs, right? <laughs> who is your favorite guitarist, by the way? Jerry Garcia. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, I enjoy their music so much. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoy uh, the fact that you love to, to have fun, to, uh, you know, to have a life outside of dentistry, because when you get back into the office, you feel like you have lost nothing out there. And then the focus is back on your patient. I'm going to have you hold that thought. We're going to thank our sponsors and pause for a moment. Okay. So eAssist, how we did it. We just want to thank our sponsors. eAssist is proud to sponsor the How We Did It event, which is the first event in dentistry to feature dentists and only dentists in the speaker lineup. No self-proclaimed experts, no pushy sales pitches, guaranteed. Use promo code EARLYBIRD for 10% off registration at HowWeDidItEvents.com and join us to learn how the most successful dentists in the country tell us exactly how they did it. So we are back again, Doc. Uh, that was a really short break. Uh, we do it to uh, promote certain announcements that we may have about our doctors, our events, and everything in between. But tell us a little bit um, about my question about how, you know, doctors really need to have an outside life 
you know, kind of leave the problems behind. So when they come into the office, they can come in focused and ready to go. What are some of the activities that, that you think are important for doctors to do so? I don't know what's important for doc. I mean, it's just finding an outlet and doing something the the we kind of get wrapped up in work and it's easy to, cause we're all trying to make a living. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've always had hobbies. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I really meant, and hobbies. I really meant more like why, you know, I, I know well, everybody why? is yeah, different. Just to, cause that's what life's all about. I mean, yeah. dentistry is something we do to help each other out. We're trying to help each other's bodies last longer. You know, we're getting people out of pain, making them happy, fixing stuff. But uh, that, that's not why I do what I do. I do what I do so um, to enjoy life. I like, uh, we, we started rock climbing. I used to rock climb as a kid. I started rock climbing with my boys. Um, you know, I, I play hockey. I play on a hockey team and I coach a high school hockey team. I, I'm on a bowling team. Um, I even, I mean, I grow uh, gourmet mushrooms too. I, I, I have this tent that I set up with the humidifiers and I grow gourmet mushrooms. We cook a lot. It's just about we, I mean, I, I like having a lot of varied interest in, in outside stuff. That's great. Um, I, I wouldn't know how not to do all the stuff that I did. Exactly. And, you know, another reason why uh, E-Assist uh, picks their top doctors um, to be on the show uh, is also honesty. You know, you're very honest. Uh, you, that comes through, um, you know, on your online, uh, the way you represent yourself online, your your Facebook page. But but then ESS gets to see that as well. And, and, and they talk about honest with your team. You have a huddle, I understand, with your team every yep. day. And your team loves you because they're the ones that talk to ESS. They mention how much they love working with you. Yeah, that this is it's really happens. You know, a lot of team members are more uh, open to telling other people uh, how they feel about the doctor than the doctor themselves, because they, you know, it's a lot of times intimidating, you know, a lot of times the doctors are busy, and they don't know how to break the news about something. So, and that's a compliment, because they've, they've heard so many amazing things about you. And you're so honest, can you talk about that relationship that you have with your team? And how that honesty really helps you out? Well, um, the, the team does everything. They allow me to do the dentistry I like to do. They take care of everything. Um, we've worked hard on empowering them and training them. Um, right now we're going through Spear, uh, uh, Frank Spear and the Spear Practice Solutions. They're our consultants now. And it's amazing how much we're working on the team with um, the daily. The daily huddles are different now. We've always had them, but they're, they're, they're a little different now with Spear, uh, more focused. Um, Productive Dentist Academy helped us with that also. Um, we have weekly trainings where we sit down and have a weekly meeting. Monthly, we have big meetings where we go and do training, um, usually virtually, but we can also head up to uh, uh, the Spear campus and do trainings there. Um, the biggest, I mean, I think I've worked, we've worked hard to empower the team to to do what they need to do in their areas. I always, I, I want to be the last person to have to come in and do something unless it's, unless it's dental specific. 
if an answer can be done by my team members, have them do that. We also work hard to make sure we're all in sync with everything too, with our training and our messaging. Um, and we're in agreement, you know, because everything we say, we, we, we don't like to have scripts. We like to all be on the same page and from our heart know what we're saying is true. You know, if we need more science to understand something, we go get that, you know. Um, so it's, I think we just, uh, we've worked hard just to, to, to train ourselves, to trust in our systems and to, uh, oh, get along. We all like each other too. That, that's <laughs> for the great. Most part, we and thank like you for reminding me because I almost left out one of my most important questions, you know, t uh, t take me through one of your exams, you know, and how a patient is treated uh, during the exam and, and, you know, the feedback that I get, uh, again, from what I've read and e-assist is that they think you're uh, just so honest and the patients trust you so much. Why is that? And how does that come through in one of your exams? Um, well, the, the new patients, they see me, they, they come through, it's usually not with a cleaning. Um, sometimes that's paired up, but generally not. Generally, it's about a 90 minute appointment um, where we take all our diagnostic records we need, um, kind of give them a tour of the office first, show them what we're all about, uh, take all the diagnostic records. And then when I come in, um, the first part of that is we just sit and talk. I want to know what you want. Mm -hmm. What is your goal here? Tell me about your mouth. Tell me about your health. Tell me what your goals are. What do you see? And then we go through and we look at uh, um, every system, airway, uh, your, your jaws, your bite, your teeth, your gums, your smile. We look at everything. And then, um, like I said, with the pictures and everything, we sit down and, and look at the pictures, look at the x-rays and we talk. It's just like, it's a conversation. I wanna show you and educate you about what's going on in your mouth. And then we, then we can start talking about what some of the options for, for treatment are. Um, so I think what the, the biggest thing we usually get is how comprehensive and thorough it is um, and more than they've experienced elsewhere. And that's, that's kind of what our goal here. And that's our philosophy is, is, I mean, everything from airway, that's, that's something that is relatively dentistry is just finding out about. We've been doing it for quite a while. I personally have severe obstructive sleep apnea. My father had sleep apnea and he ended up having frontal lobe strokes that made him from a doctor to a 14 year old boy mentally that ruined him because he would, he wouldn't wear a CPAP. I hated my CPAP. So now I wear an oral device opens the airway. Now we've moved even beyond that into something called the Seattle protocol, where we're working with patients on nasal breathing and the potato breathing method, and then finding a device if needed that opens and, and restores their airway. And then looking to say, what can we do to either oral, oral anathic surgery or a visit to the ENT, or maybe some myo, uh, 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 some muscle learning in your mouth or an oral device or orthodontics to open your airway so you don't have to rely on a piece of plastic or a machine, you know? That's, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, on no, that's, <laughs> no, that's no, that's uh, really body. great. That's really great because what I wanted to say now is that we're going to do it a little earlier before wrapping up is that you have patients now on the edge of their seat <laughs> wanting to come to your office. Uh, I, I mean it. And so please tell them how is it that they can find you phone number, website, how, sure. What is the best way to find your practice? Uh, the website, uh, www.dentist-gilbert.com. Um, and then uh, the phone number, 
Make sure I get it right. 926-0776. I'm here double checking you. Um, but that's just so important, you know, uh, you know, for people really do uh, see what the doctors say online. And, and, you know, I was on your website and I wanted to say, so I won't talk about the medical uh, aspect of what you explained earlier, um, but I will tell a little story about a you know, in your exam, you said that you give the patient a tour of the office. And that's why I wanted to kind of have you talk about your contact information, because I really had a patient. I wish we had done that because we had a patient that showed up and everywhere in Wake Forest that where we were located, you have to drive to. So this patient literally got in the car, drove to our office, didn't have an appointment and asked me if they can come in and just walk around the office. And then they were going to make the appointment depending on how the office was being run. And, and she says, I can tell by just walking around if this is the office for me. And the fact that you said that about giving uh, people a tour, um, is that a good example of what can happen and why yeah. you do it? Well, I, I, I look at it this way when I talk to my team. If someone comes to your home, you're going to show them around and they're going to be there for you say, you know, here's the restroom, come on in, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of show off what you have, but you also want them to be able to feel comfortable. This is your dental home. You know, we, we want you to feel comfortable here. And, and we want to show off some of the technology and everything we have and let you know where the bathroom is. <laughs> and uh, like before we uh, wrap it up, I, I just really want to talk about, you know, how, just, I, I just want to be clear that eAssist Nation is bragging about you. Um, you. Your, your, your staff first has to be, you know, the catalyst there. Um, the online world, the reviews that you have online are amazing. And you even made an impact on me because I said, hey, he's, yeah, sure. My wife's a dentist. I know a lot of dentists in my life, but I want to meet him. You know, I, I, I like the way you come out and and really live life um, uh, showing your true self, right? Um, why is that important? And by the way, when I, I, I do want to take a trip to Arizona soon. I've been wanting to go. Oh. That's one state that I want to tour. But why is that important before we um, wrap it up to be your true self in dentistry for your patients and everyone who's watching? Um, I have a thing that I say, I don't think any of this is real. Uh, money's not real. What we do isn't, what we have isn't real. And, and it sounds weird to me, but it, it, well, years ago I came to the realization, especially during the recession, that none of this is real. Um, what's real is the relationships we have with our family and our friends and our community. That's it. Because all of this could go away at any moment, right? So you, you have to be authentic. You have to be your real self um, because that's all you have. That's it. As yeah. quick as we can build it up, we can tear it down. And yeah. then what's it's, left over are the memories, right? Yeah. That's what's real. Half of what, most of what we have here never existed years ago. I mean, think how long the planet and people have been around. It never existed. None of the, but none of this is real to me. It's just what, what we have to do to live in this society today is, is you know, make money and, and have things and do this. But the, like even, even all the rock climbing stuff that we have. That's not real to me. What's real to me is the time that my kids and I spend out there together conquering a, a slab of rock and just joking around and having fun. That's real. 
you couldn't be more right. You know, we use Dear Assist in our practice. Um, I just put a post, you know, uh, wishing everybody in Wake Forest a Merry Christmas. Well, everybody all around, all the friends and family that we know. And when I woke up this morning, I woke up to about 100 likes and about 40 comments. And that is really what spoke to me is that we left an impact. You know, we made an impact. And that's what really matters, Doc. You are so right. I have enjoyed this interview so, so much. If there's anything that I've left out, you know, please let us know now. Um, I really want to stay in, in touch with you. But I did want to throw you a curveball. Um, okay. <laughs> real quick before we go and then you can t give us your parting shots if you met a younger dr sadik um you know uh someone in in his early 20s um uh, what advice would you give him um invest early that's for anybody yeah start saving early that's great. um that's what I, i'm big into uh um Oh, what's his name? The, the, the guru for finances. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave Ramsey. I taught my office. We, we did the Dave Ramsey course together as an office. We, we're actually going to do it again. Um, that's the first thing I say is start investing early. I wish I would have started earlier than I did. Um, get help. Get help. Don't do it alone. Get a consultant, you know, uh, and, and it's worth the money. Um, and define your vision, you know, define your vision, stick to it and, and, and have fun. And in the end, uh, there's one thing that I remember, this is okay. This is a great yeah, quote. Too. Yeah, please. And I forget where I heard this, but it rings so true. And this is something I always think of when I'm frustrated right now. If I ever get frustrated, I think at the beginning of my career, I would have killed somebody to be where I am today. And it's true. Going through dental school, I would have killed to be where I am today. So love where you're at. Love the moment that you're in. I love that. Well, doctor, is there any, anything else uh, that you would like to tell the, you know, the audience out there, ESS Nation and beyond? Merry Christmas. Be nice to each other. Have fun. <laughs> I hope you, interview, uh, you, you love the interview as much as I did. It was Everybody, a lot of fun. I, was, I was a little stressed about it, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what? Um, I want to just leave the audience with one more uh, thing and advice. Go to the Facebook page and just give this doctor, ESS Nation, we have a lot of you out there. Go give them likes because that helps everybody, SEO, and, uh, and it makes us feel good when, when, you know, when we're watched and, and we're noticed, um, which is another thing. And, and thank you so much, doctor, for coming and taking time around the holidays to talk about Bro. the things that you really care about, which is dentistry and the patients. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Have a great Christmas. Have a great holiday, everybody. Like what you've heard? We were blown away. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for helping us discover this amazing doctor and remember to tell a friend how we did it.